Go home. Go home. Go home. And welcome to episode 102 of the Go Home Show. I'm your host, Eric Cadore, along with my co-host, tag team partner, best friend, Brian Abushakra. Brian, yo, how you doing today? I'm good. How about you? I'm doing pretty good. Cheers, me hoot. Cheers. Mm. I got them tamatanga. These uh, great mm. non-alcoholic beer skis. This lemonade is delicious. Uh, great. Great, great. Non- <sighs> yeah, you probably shouldn't do that right next to the microphone. Um, yep. Keep thinking about it. Keep considering. Guys, we're here. It's another episode. But Brian, why do we have these non-alcoholic brewskis? Oh man. We just like a little Come, bit of juice. Oh, you just like these B double L's? Yeah. A little little these aren't this isn't even a sponsor. Nope. This ain't even a sponsor hoop. This is celebratory. This hoop. is oh, celebratory? What are we celebrating? We're celebrating the premiere. Uh-huh. The debut. Uh-huh. The debut. Uh-huh. Of the Good Brothers. Doc Gallows, Carl Anderson. On Raw this week, we couldn't be more excited. But it, we got goddamn hoots. Hoots on the show. Yep. And we got all these goddamn Ewoks on our goddamn property. Oh, is there, is this, is this, is there a little bit of lame? Now, here's the thing. Carl Anderson and Doc Gallus, bullshit names. Those are fake names. Yeah, kayfabe uh, names. Those are k. They're they're trying to bullshit us. They're k fizzle. Uh, they showed up. They showed up on Raw. Never, ever, while listening to Talk and Shop, the greatest podcast in professional wrestling podcast history. Yes. Did I ever think those hoots would be on my Raw screen, taking out both of the episodes? <laughs> so happy <laughs> I I, w- I wish I was there to give them a hug yep. and thank them yep. for the public service they did yep. taking out the shitty ass Usos the Blusos oh hell yeah they fucking jumped in there mm-hmm. they took them out we are so excited that that happened you stupid son of a bitch we, it, sorry we're just spouting off our favorite talk and shop references we're like legitimately very 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 excited oh absolutely that, that, that carl anderson and, and luke doc gallos are both on raw now yeah it's so cool best part luke gallows gets to keep his verified twitter yep. he doesn't have to change his name yeah <laughs> yeah yeah impact doc because <laughs> he's, he's got an impact on raw. <laughs> Oh man! So <laughs> you'll probably have to change his name. Yep, we're here. We're uh, the oh, in uh, when they when they jumped the Usos, big cheer. It was very cool, mm-hmm. really great. We're here instead of at uh, SmackDown, which is in San Diego tonight. So we're here for you guys. We wanted to do a show just for you. We are streaming live on Twitch.tv slash Mega Sixty Four Podcast, which we do every Tuesday at seven forty five p.m. Uh, stop in and say hey. Hey guys, all a uh, hundred or so of you watching and listening live in the chat. Uh, very excited. Hopefully you guys are too sweet and everybody that now that the Good Brothers are in. But uh, Brian, it's episode 102. Uh, we're, we're having a good time. Uh, but unfortunately, and if you're just hearing this, I hate to be the one to break the news. 
uh, former ECW wrestler, Balls Mahoney, passed away. Rest in peace, Balls. Uh, hey, cheers. Cheers to Balls. To Balls. He came out to Balls by uh, ACDC, which, oh, I thought hell was, yeah. which I thought was great. Cheers to you. Um, so Sorry to see you go. Yep. When you do that much cocaine, can't expect to live long. <laughs> so... It, it's, uh, you know, it's a sad time, but that's okay. That's, you know what, these things happen, and you just have to look at the bright side, and the bright side is that we had some pretty good wrestling this yeah. week. Yeah, actually, we had a lot of a lot of good wrestling this week. Yep. Yeah. Um, so why don't we dive right in, and we'll start with NXT, even though it's not, not really a lot to cover for all NXT. Thankfully. Let's see. Oh, wait, I think I took notes on my phone for this one. Oh, yeah. Because, uh... All I did was write down what match it was because... The- well, I wanted to recap the recap here. <laughs> That's the wrong thing. I'm prepared again this week, guys. You are. Killing the game. Killing the game. NXT, Kathy Kelly. That's right. New correspondent Kathy Kelly so. is is shown in green, spring, green screen headquarters space hell <laughs> with NXT logos flying all around her. So congratulations. Welcome to the show. Welcome. Have a rematch. Have a recap of the tag match, and then the post rematch or the uh, post match promo from J. Joe and Chaga that uh, I was talking about last week. Uh, so hopefully, hopefully you guys saw that. I thought that was great. And then we got a recap of Bailey and Oscar with a post match Bailey promo that was great. Got Neri's promo. Got a post match Balor promo saying that he didn't beat uh, Samoa Joe. He merely survived again. And then we get our main event, the one and only match. Mm-hmm. Um, Drifter versus Apollo Crews. Elias Sampson cuts a pre-match promo. He gets cut off by Apollo Crews. They go back and forth. It's a good opener for a show, but as the only match on the card. Yeah. Kind of like, okay, yeah, yeah. I mean, this is like a dark match. It just felt like a dark match. Yeah, and that's all it was. Uh, Crews rallies after getting heat on him. It's a uh, moonsault off the apron to the outside. Then he does his ta- toss powerbomb for the finish. And that is the end of uh, Elias Sampson. And Apollo Crews, as Apollo Crews takes home the big W, and now he's on Raw. So, bigger and better things for him, I suppose. Um, We get a recap of Zayn and Nakamura. I'd like to point out that Zayn and Nakamura was not a match on this show, and yet got higher billing than the match on this show. (laughs) Take that how you will. Yep. Just saying. Just saying. I'm just saying. Uh, Any other notes from NXT, Brian? Uh... It, this kind of ties into more of the main roster thing, and I'm, I might have mentioned this last week. It it really just felt like after WrestleMania uh-huh. that they that they're like, okay, well, we didn't want to introduce any of the guys who are now on the main roster before WrestleMania because then we'd have to put them in the show, and we don't want to put them in the show yet because we can't bank on them. Uh huh. Um, which I thought was bullshit for both shows. Okay, it hurt NXT because you had somebody like Apollo Cruz who. Honestly, didn't need to be at NXT at all because we talked about this. He wrestles a WWE style match exactly. already. Yep. And then Baron Corbin wasn't going to do anything in the title uh, picture because it was pretty clear he was out of it pretty yep. far. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, Enzo and Cass, obviously, same thing. They don't need a. They don't need the NXT Tag Championships. And it just seemed like so many people, and this is what we complained about beforehand, were just sitting here. Yep. And then now they're on the main roster, <coughs> and of course, just like last year, it seems like they're going to be used, because you had Neville, and you had like all these great call-ups last year. Hopefully, it continues the momentum that they've built. Yep. I'd like to see I'd like to see a little bit more of uh, Enzo and Cass 
because man, do I love him on Raw. I just feel like those are like those guys, <clears throat> like Baron Corbin. I've been really enjoying a lot, mm-hmm. but I think that's a guy who can really benefit from being down in NXT longer, mm-hmm. uh, having like longer matches, things like that. And Apollo Crews, I didn't feel like he was really getting over in NXT, but I guess it's not that big of a deal because he just comes up and wrestles his style, and it's a WWE style, so it's fine, you know? It's mm-hmm. like not burning down the house, but it's not stinking it up either, so what are you going to do? Yeah, open up, the, open up the spot for some of the new people who are coming in. I suppose, uh, yeah. Oh, like... Because you know that a few of those are going to stay, a few of those cruiserweights, I should say, are going to stay mm. around NXT for a little bit. I would assume so, Ho- yeah. Hopefully you get a little bit of room for, like, Ciampa and Gargano uh-huh. and uh, and some of the other Evolve guys, and uh, and you get a little bit more of development for the uh, women's division down yep. there, too. Yep. So there, there you have it. And that was NXT. Let's move into Lucha Underground. Mm-hmm. Opens with uh, Vampiro in the bathroom taking a whole bunch of pills. Mm-hmm. They're his pills so he doesn't go crazy, go nuts. And then Dario Cueto says, hey, how's it going in the bathroom? What's up, Vato Loco? Uh, And then he says, like, yo, you're Pentagon's master. You're Vampiro. And that was kind of the gist of this, right? Like, he didn't really... You're the voice of Lucha Underground. Sorry, Matt Stryker. Yeah. That that was funny. He called him the voice of Lucha Underground. And Brian just went, ooh, Matt Stryker. Sorry, guy. So there was that. And then after that promo, we go to Ricky Reyes and Joey Ryan in the detective's office. Joey Ryan goes by a different name. Like, the detectives, Mm -hmm. as detectives, have different names than when they're wrestlers. Right. Joey Ryan is his wrestling name, and Ricky Reyes' wrestling name is uh, Cortez Castro. Mm -hmm. Interesting. I forgot what Joey Ryan's name is, though. Let me did, look it up. Really ooh, did, did you write it down? Uh, I didn't write it down, but I'm sure I can look it up really quick. Okay, be, um, because at, I know what you're getting at. As as you're as you're looking it up, please do. Uh, the they talk to the the chief detective of police, whatever, and she says, "You got to win those trios titles, so that way you get closer to Dario Cueto." And uh, I don't know how that ha- I don't know how that works, but Joseph Meehan? Yeah, is that it? Yep. Oh, okay. Joseph yeah. Meehan. Joseph Meehan is his real name. Uh, Ryan is it? Is... Really? Yeah. Joseph Ryan Meehan. Really? Yeah, you mentioned this when we were watching it. Ricky Ray is because... That's name... right. I totally... Hey, honestly, totally blanked on it. Oh, really? That. Yeah. Totally, I, I thought totally that's why totally you were it No, no, no. Totally yeah. blanked on it. Joey... To- totally blank. I'm like... Honestly, a fact that yeah, I feel like I'm relearning. Yeah. Totally forgot about that's that. That's weird. Uh, like, I remember bringing that up to you, too. Yeah. Yeah, that was his name. And I... Because... You know what? I think when I heard it, it hit me. Mm-hmm. And then I didn't, I totally forgot what his name was. It's, uh, it's fun. Joseph Meehan. Uh, Joey Ryan has also gone under, uh, these ring names. Yes. Uh, Chase Walker. Uh-huh. Uh, El Gai- Gallierno. Uh-huh. Uh, Gainero, sorry. Uh, Forsaken. <laughs> Joey Bla- Blaulock. Okay. Joey Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Joey Shadow. And my favorite, American Muscle Guy. Hell yeah. Um, I like Chase Walker. <laughs> He's never going to catch you in a chase as a walker. Why is he not Chase Runner? Why is he not Chase Headley? Shuts up. Uh, so, head detective lady says you guys have to be in a trios tournament, and you guys have to win the titles, so that way you get closer to Dario Cueto. And I don't know why that is, but it is. Uh, they want to take him down or something. For... No, no, I just mean I don't know how that gets him closer. Oh. because oh, It's then... not like he's friends with the trios champions. That's true. I don't know. Just he's go, just going to his office. He's actually had like actively contentious relationships with all the trios champions, except for the crew. 
Cruz was the crew t- trios champions. Oh, that that's no, were they? Yeah, remember they uh, they beat. Oh yeah, that that's who they they won the titles for. No, 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 they never. No, they were. No, just... I'm sorry. It was I got. They, they were in the finals of the tournament. It was that the team of Angelico, Son of Havoc, and Ivelisse mm-hmm. won, but then Dario Cueto was like, "Oh, but you still have to beat the crew." Yep. See, there you go. Yep. Uh, sorry, so our guys. first match is Ivelisse against Cobra Moon. Good chain wrestling to start this. Did you know Cobra Moon is a snake? Yeah, I do. Are you sure? Uh, I mean, I might need a little bit of reminding. Uh huh. What about constantly throughout the matchup? Uh, I don't. I didn't really see it. Mm. I think they need to say it more. I think she needs to act more like a snake. Um, maybe smart. she should have fangs mm-hmm. and scales on her tights. Mm. That's that, smart. That, that'll be. A I good think idea. she should move more like a snake. I agree. I think she should do more rope submissions. She did lots of rope submissions in this match. A lot of rope submissions in this match. Like, like three. And three yes, is a lot. That's a lot. Like, Bailey does. Or she not. did like all of them. She did all of the rope submissions. I don't know. Mm-hmm. She hisses really loud. Eh. Uh, she beats on Ivelisse. There's a double down spot. Then they do the boo yay. Bang, 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 bang. That. And then uh, there's a running Yoshi tonic by Ivelisse to end this matchup. Mm-hmm. Uh, not, not an awful match. Not something I hate or anything. Um, it's. Ivelisse is very good. Yes. Ivelisse is very, very good. And and I don't think that she's given a lot of opportunity to shine other than being the woman in a trios team. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so I think that um I think that this is nice that she has an opportunity to shine because she's very good at yes. what she does. I, I was really disappointed that she was the first person eliminated in the uh trios tag match. Yeah. Uh, last week because mm-hmm. I really wanted to see her wrestle more mm-hmm. considering that she's you know been gone with injury up until yep. this season so yep. you know that that's a bummer uh but whatever mm-hmm. it's good that she's being booked on the show so I'm happy yep. I think she's injured right now but yeah. I don't know uh, oh someone's saying ankle fracture hungry <sighs> carrot is saying ankle fracture so is she really out with another ankle injury that fucking sucks hopefully it's uh it's not too bad we do have the whole season two already filmed right right yeah so at least we'll get a season of her and maybe like the beginning of next season she'll be uh she'll be out because i think they just started like the second or third round of tapings right so uh very very excited that they're they're already moving on a season three that's incredible and how fast that they're gonna put it out is gonna Mm -hmm. be really cool uh i don't think they're gonna take nearly as long of a break this time um, last time I think it was because they had no idea if they were coming back to the LA network or going to Netflix or whatever. Yeah. But, um, but it's, it's good that it's back and I'm, I'm loving what they've developed so far in this season. It's great. Three hours ago, Shinsuke Nakamura, I just started Snapchat, but I don't know how still two hours ago I gave up snap today. <laughs> King of snaps that. Got it. Nailed it. Nailed it. Nailed it. Thinks, thinks I'm cool. Yep. Uh, we get a video about who is kill shot. Mm-hmm. He's killed 37 bad guys. Only guys. Only bad guys. Or so he's told. He's a guy who went to uh, Afghanistan or whatever like Middle Eastern country we need him to kind of just be at. And then he's part of a covert team and like denied existence. And he's killed 37 people, and he was great with a gun. And then um, and then they show him going into a terrorist camp and killing a bunch of terrorists. And I just wrote, can you believe they got footage of this? 
Wow. I just want to know why terrorists had luchador masks. There was a kid. None of them had luchador masks. They were wearing turbans and they had beards. They didn't have any luchador masks. I think they had masks on. Nope, nope, nope. I hope they did. They did not. If they did, that's the best look. The It's it's not even like a bad video. Like, this is fine. Mm-hmm. It's giving you background on a character that we've never had background on. Not a big deal. It's cool. But like... Him going in and, like, he was wearing the, like, a pull... He wasn't wearing, like, a lucha mask. He was wearing, like, a ski mask. Yeah. You know? And then he's going in and it's just, like, bang, 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 bang. Like, he's killing terrorists. And I just... I was watching this just going, like, yeah, they filmed this. (laughs) I thought it was funny. Uh, That's awesome. Uh, Backstage, we get Masquerita Sagrada working out. And Famous B comes up and he says, I want to make you famous. And hands him a card. Um, So, Okay. Nice. I hope I hope Famous B makes him famous. Yeah. Uh, then he walks off and he walks by Mac and Sexy Star. Mac says he got put in a uh, trios team with uh, Mariposta and Marty the Moth Martinez, and he wants Sexy Star out on uh, out on the floor with him. And she said, "No, she can't do it." Hmm. And he says, "I hope one day you can." Me too. From the heart. Yeah, let's touch him, bro. Yep. Um. So we get Mac and the Bugs. Okay. <laughs> Joey Ryan and the crew versus Mac, Mariposa, and Marty the Moth Martinez. Uh, Mr. Cisco hits a double springboard arm drag and a bunch of lucha sequences to start the match, and Mr. Cisco is like the most over guy. Yeah. What happened? The crowd was loving him. He's fun. He was like, he turned it up, man. Yeah. Mr. Cisco came out and people were like into him. Yeah. I thought that was really cool. He's good. Yeah, he was fun to watch. Um, the Mac starts the match, but then he tags, he gets like blind tagged or whatever. And then Mariposa and Marty the, Mar- Marty the Moth Martinez just tag each other in over and over and over again. Marty is uh, like gigantic. He's so big. He's a big fucking guy. He's not like fat. He's just a big ass dude. Yeah, he's just, I, he's just a like, he's just so big. He's tall and he's just like a big thick guy. Yeah. Um, you know, I wasn't expecting that, I guess. Uh, they get the heat on uh, Mr. Cisco until he hits a corner exploder and there's a hot tag to Castro and then a uh, blind tag Castro comes in and he runs wild and runs wild and then uh, there's a blind tag by Joey and a blind tag by the Mac uh, there's a breakdown everyone's on the outside the Mac dives to the outside after uh, kicking Mariposa into uh, like the waiting guys outside big dive it looked awesome Uh Oh yeah, Joey Ryan only tagged in when he could fight Mariposa, and he yelled, "Give me the girl! Give me the girl! I want to fight the girl!" I thought that was so funny. Jo- Joey Ryan is sleazy and great. He is so charismatic, yep. and that's why I've always loved him. Yep. Marty blind tags uh, himself in. Uh, Mac and Marty start getting into it. They're drawing at each other. So Mac hits him with a stunner, and then the crew hit him with a weird shatter machine, like the slowest shatter machine. Yeah. And then Joey scrambles in for the pin and celebrates like he won the world title. It's great. I thought that was a lot of fun. That was a lot of fun. Yep. I I love that there's a tournament, and I love that these guys are in it, and I love (coughs) seeing Joey Ryan every uh, every Wednesday. Yep. So uh, Mr. Cisco got way over in that match. I thought he looked really good. The crowd really liked him. And then uh, post-match, Mariposa and uh, Marty beat up the Mac, and then Sexy Star comes in and makes the save. Yeah. And she chases uh, Mariposa off, and Marty makes the save on her uh, and drags her out of the ring. Who'd have thought? Yep. Any, that was awesome. Any other notes from that match? Um, I'm really enjoying uh, how they're developing each of these characters every week. Nothing 
feels rushed about any of these people. Yeah. There's a reason that they're there. Mm -hmm. Like, it doesn't... Like, at first I'm like, how are you going to get Joey Ryan and, like, and uh, uh, Cortez together Mm -hmm. and have it make sense in the main show? Oh, okay, well, they've been partnered for the Trios Championship. Okay, that's cool. Oh, Mm -hmm. and now you have, like... The, the team of the Mac, you know, this is the weird oddball. Obviously, Dario Cueto is aware of the situation. Yep. So I'm just very, I'm very happy that everybody on the roster has something to do, something to work yep. for. Yep, yep, very cool. Uh, next, we get Rey Mysterio and Dragon Azteca Jr. on the roof, cutting a promo. Rey Mysterio is Batman. Rey Mysterio has, his masks are awesome right mm-hmm. now. They're like, before they were like, you know, normal luchador mask, like, fabric whatever now they got like a, like rubber or some sort of like it's thick it's like a thicker really cool looking like it gives him more of a edge and makes him stand out a little bit more uh-huh. and uh and dragon azteca's mask is I, I think that mask is really cool yep um, i'm very happy that uh azteca jr is uh is around yep and uh and man that that's what got us to watch um Oh yeah, that that Dragon Lee mm-hmm. and uh, Komodachi match. Mm-hmm. We we were just looking up uh, uh, Dragon Azteca Junior, who wrestles under the name Ray Horace. Uh, I said that probably not the way you're supposed to pronounce it. Yep. That's okay. Uh, but we were looking that up, and then we had talked about a match that uh, Dave Meltzer talked about with Dragon Lee and Komodachi, and um, so we watched that, and it was very fucking good. Yeah. It was a lot of fun. Really, really crazy spots. So Rey Mysterio and Dragon Azteca Jr. are on the roof, and they're like, we gotta take out Dario Cueto. Like, we gotta fucking set this straight. We gotta get closer to him. We gotta do this shit, but how are we gonna do it? We gotta be in the trios tournament. Oh, but there's only two of us. Who's gonna be the third? And then Prince Puma comes in, and he actually speaks. Yeah. He goes, hey, yo. I'm just kidding. He comes in, and he says, me. And you're like, oh, fuck, yeah. Wow. So now, and then they cut to a wide shot on the roof of Rey Mysterio, Dragon Azteca Jr., and Prince Puma. That so is cool. Fun. That is going to be a fun yep. tag team. Super cool. Super fucking rad. And then we get the main event. Phoenix versus Manzanita Soul. Matanza, your champion. Phoenix just getting tossed around at the beginning. Uh, he's trying to make a comeback, but he gets German suplexed into a turnbuckle. There's a springboard. He gets caught. There's a handspring. That gets caught into a twisting release German suplex. Jesus Christ. Uh, super kicks from the apron and a dive by Phoenix. He gets caught. And then he gets super power slammed on the outside. He's just fucking killed. He gets beat with the swinging power slam that Matanza uses as a finish. And then post-match, they uh, there's a beatdown on uh, Phoenix. And then Katrina comes out and she yells stop and she holds up a rock. And you're like, yeah, what the fuck is this? And then all of a sudden, Mil Muertes jumps Matanza and and runs Matanza off. Hell yeah. So awesome. So cool. Uh, I like the way that Matanza sells because uh it's like, it's the stuff that we always talk about what we like with Brock Lesnar where he doesn't really like leave his feet. Uh, You know, it's like it hits him, but like he comes back real easy. Like he looks like a big monster champion, you know? Um, How tall is Matanza? I think he's only like (laughs) 5'8". I don't think he's very big. Someone in the chat says like 5'10". Yeah. Uh, I mean, he's he's not super tall. I would imagine Dario Cueto's maybe maybe 5'11", and he's like a little bit taller than Matanza. Uh-huh. Uh, but he's definitely not as wide. I would say Matanza's twice as wide. And none of it is filler. 
None yeah. of it is like, oh, I'm just wearing a big yep. no, uh, he's, jumpsuit. He's, no, it's he's like he fills out the jumpsuit. He's a big-ass fucking guy. He's gigantic. He's huge. I, like, I I always talked about, like, oh, yeah, Brock Lesnar's a big guy. And, oh, yeah, uh, uh, Mil Muerta's a big guy. And then you finally see Matanza, and you're like, this guy is a fucking barn door. He he looks like he's he looks like a brick wall. Yeah. He he I cannot believe a man that broad mm-hmm. exists mm-hmm. at that size in like everywhere else. Like he's only 5'10. Yep. And he's I don't think he can fit through a normal door. Yep. That's insane. No idea. Uh I don't know who he really was before he was Matanza, like the yeah. wrestler. Um I heard that he was like a uh I heard that he was a, like, Greco-Roman wrestler, I think, and he was, like, an Olympic athlete, but I might be wrong. That might be, that might be, I'm probably pulling information from, like, a bunch of different places, hmm. so, um, it was interesting. Yeah. So, uh, Lucha Underground, awesome as always. Absolutely. And then, let's get into Raw. Brian, was it a thorn in your eye? Oh, my God. It, yep. It, a lot, a lot of it was, but a lot of it, uh, I should say, a, a, a good amount, 60-40, uh-huh. was not good, mm-hmm. but the... Forty percent of it that was good was really, really good. Yep. Are, are there any scoops? Uh, yeah. Wow. Do you have a scoop right now? Uh, I do. Whoa. Okay. This one doesn't have to do with raw. Oh, okay. Uh, we have a we have an eater of worlds um contest here. Oh, that's right. Matanza was called the eater of worlds. So you know what that means? What? Matanza eats ass. God damn it. Maton- uh, he's got the whole world in his hands. He's going to eat it all up. He's, he's a hungry man. Take a bite out of it like an apple. I hate this scoop. I hate I hate this fucking scoop. He eats ass. God damn it. Why? Why? I don't know. Stop. He's got the whole world in his hands. <sighs> well, there's your scoop. Happy? Everybody? There's your fucking scoop. We yep. didn't go to SmackDown, so you can have that scoop. There it was. There's your scoop. The scoop is ass. You're right. And it gets eaten up. Yep. <laughs> this is a fucking ass scoop. <laughs> like Dryer's ice cream. <laughs> uh, I'm going to check the WWE SmackDown hashtag uh, very quickly. Let's see it. Here we go. Uh, SmackDown time with Aiden and Maddox. Okay, well, doesn't look like there's anything really going on. Doesn't the look like eater it. of Kulo. <laughs> uh, okay, so that's it. Let's let's get in a raw. Yep. Shane comes out and cuts a promo. Do by by popular demand on social media. Shane McMahon will be running raw again. What, Brian? It's what? it doesn't bother me that he's running raw. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't bother me that they're sweeping it under the rug as much as it's just like, why go about it the way that you did? Mm-hmm. I've told Eric this, and I know it's like me just fantasy booking, but I would have loved to see uh-huh. a thing on the first Raw after <coughs> WrestleMania mm-hmm. where Shane McMahon comes down and goes, I knew I wasn't going to win this match. Mm-hmm. I knew that... You were going to put me through hell, Dad, because you're a piece of shit, mm-hmm. and I wanted to manipulate you, uh. in so many words. 
into doing this so I can show the shareholders you're not fit to run Monday Night Raw. Right. And here I have a signed decree by the shareholders. Shane McMahon is now in charge of Raw. So one way or another, he got what he wanted. The match at WrestleMania still felt like it had a fucking weight to it. Mm -hmm. And then, like, we can continue on this path that we're on here. Yes. One minor tweak. Uh Instead, it's, hey, this match at WrestleMania that was supposed to be the be-all, end-all, who gave a fuck? Yeah. I mean, it was just a... It was... It was a match so Shane McMahon could jump off the Hell in a Cell. I get it. But it was, like, advertised like it was a main event. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, there was there was serious conversation about, like, is this going to be the main event? Is the Roman Reigns match going to be a main event? Like, which one's going to go on last? Yeah. It ended up not going on last, and then all of WrestleMania felt like it didn't matter. Like, Shane ran Raw last week because Vince went, wow. And that was it. This week, by popular demand. so By social media demand. What? Hey, if you're gonna, if you're gonna, and then this is the other thing that makes me upset, and this just dawned on me. Mm-hmm. Don't insult my in- intelligence even further mm-hmm. to say by popular demand, right? Shane McMahon will run Raw again this week because by popular demand, nobody wants Roman Reigns as your <laughs> fucking champion. So don't fucking spit in my face and tell me that it's a, a kiss from the gods. Like it's bullshit. You're basically telling me. We're fucking with you. Yeah. Like, fuck off. I I want to love Raw. There are people on there who I've been waiting a decade mm-hmm. to see on that show, and they are there. Mm-hmm. And, and case in point, one of the best matches I've seen on Raw this year, if not the best match uh, off the top of my head, AJ Styles versus Sami Zayn, like, absolutely incredible match. Yep. So... These are the things I want to see on Raw, and you're telling me, oh yeah, by by popular demand, Shane's running Monday Night Raw. Hey, fuck you. <laughs> Go to hell. They just, I think, uh, met a met a friend, Greg, out at uh, C2E2, and uh, saw him tweet. Yeah, so they had, um, the stipulation was, if Shane wins, he's in power, and if Undertaker loses, he's not in WrestleMania. They managed to give the fans everything they wanted, which is Shane wins and gets control of Raw, and The Undertaker still gets to be in WrestleMania, and they did it in the least interesting way possible. And for fuck's sake, I Shouts out, Greg. I don't I don't need to see Undertaker at another WrestleMania. Yep. Please, please stop. Yep. Undertaker was one of my like top top five favorite wrestlers growing up. And up until uh, and even now, top five favorite wrestler. I don't want to see him wrestle anymore. No, he wrestles one day a year. And it's not even, like, that good. No. It's it, it's not like he pulls out all the stops and, like, really mm-hmm. puts it on the line. Mm-hmm. He just, ran, like, runs in, does an Undertaker match. Mm-hmm. He didn't do old school. Yep. And so that that was different. Uh, Ta-da! There we go. Uh, so Shane cuts a promo. He burped in the middle of the promo, I think. So. <laughs> What's... You pointed this out. What's been wrong with Shane? Like, Shane has not been cutting good promos. I don't know if other people have noticed this. They're not very good. He like flubs lines. You're gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna punch you and I'm gonna miss or something like that. And it's like, what the fuck are you talking? Like he's going on Twitter like the next day and going like, yeah, I really messed that up. Like, oh, I meant to say this. <sighs> Did you're a great talker. What is, what the fuck is going on? I don't know. It was wacky. Uh, so he makes some cool matches for tonight. He makes Natty versus Charlotte uh, for the tag title. He makes a tag or for the women's title. He makes a tag tournament that starts tonight. 
He makes Zayn versus AJ uh, with, if Zayn wins, the match of payback is now a triple threat for the title. Mm-hmm. And if he loses, there are no, there's no... Doesn't matter. There you go. Like, I'm happy that this match is booked because yep. I'd love to see these guys wrestle. Fuck yeah. But I'd love for AJ Styles to have something to lose. Yep. Kevin Owens comes out and interrupts. He says that uh, he got screwed and uh, he didn't lose all these matches. He didn't lose the IC title. He didn't lose the Fatal 4-Way. He never got pinned. None of this stuff. Um, and then... Uh, Shane says, you screwed Sammy last week, and now, if you want your IC title match, you're going to have to fight to earn it against this man. And it's Cesaro. And Cesaro comes out like James fucking Bond with his new mini-tron. That looks so cool. And then he's got the tearaway suit. He doesn't maybe need the sunglasses, because they look like 1990s baseball player sunglasses. Um, But, I like him. He has the tearaway suit, and he comes down, he's got a new Cesaro section shirt. And he stands by a whole bunch of Cesaro section signs, and fuck yeah, that was dope. Uh, crowd was super hot for him. Yeah. So now it's Owens versus Cesaro in the number one contenders uh, match for the IC title. Uh, the beginning of the match starts with Kevin Owens locking in a headlock and saying, I have the best headlock. Awesome. Great. Cesaro gets the upper hand. Kevin Owens goes to the outside. Kevin Owens slams the announce table and JBL's hat flies away and Kevin Owens scrambles over, picks it up, sets it down and goes, I'm sorry, I got carried away, John. And then goes back in the ring. Awesome. (laughs) The best. Did you see in in a commercial break for this match, I don't know if I retweeted it or not. I saw it. It was Kevin Owens and Cesaro were on the outside. Cesaro's like getting up. Kevin Owens runs over, puts on JBL's hat, clotheslines Cesaro, throws the hat back at JBL and then scrambles into the ring. Awesome. Awesome. I love Kevin Owens. They let him talk in the ring. Yep. And then, oh, what happens? The crowd boos him. Yep. Oh, man, the heel isn't being liked because he's being an ass during the match? Yep. Man, that's weird. I now hate this guy and don't want to see him win. Yep. Now I'm interested. (laughs) So this match is good back and forth. Um, Kevin Owens starts targeting the shoulder. Um, He throws... Cesaro shoulder first into the post. Cesaro has the shoulder all taped up with uh, kinesial tape. Uh, so obviously it's like a bullseye and everyone can know like, ooh, that. Mm-hmm. We come back from commercial and they have to show a replay of uh, Cesaro doing a top rope gut wrench suplex. Holy shit. That looked fucking incredible. Um, Cesaro tossed to the ropes. He does the Misawa up and over and then the boot and then he does a flying crossbody that gets caught, rolled through into a crossface and then into a sharpshooter. Uh... And Kevin Owens gets to the ropes. Kevin Owens knocks him down. Hits a big, big frog splash for a huge near fall that the crowd totally bought. I mean, it was right there. I, th- I thought that near fall was great. There's a pop-up powerbomb. Cesaro goes up and over. And then uh, he hits his springboard uppercut and then his giant swing, but his shoulder gives out on the giant swing. Oh, no. So Kevin Owens takes the opportunity, kicks him, goes for the pop-up powerbomb, and I went, well, they can't go up and over twice, so I guess this is it. Nope. It's a Huracarana, a roll-through, twice, and then Cesaro hits him with the neutralizer and becomes your new number one contender for the Intercontinental Championship. Fuck yes. Fuck yeah. This match was everything that I want to see on a 
opening match yep. on Monday Night Raw. Yep. Uh, this is what I want to see out of more matches in WWE. It mm-hmm. had a couple weeks ago I mentioned how I really enjoyed uh, the Bailey oscar match because they sold the leg injury. Yep. Like, throughout the match. They did that the entire time with the shoulder. Well, you, you like a classic heel who goes after a body part. It's the easiest way to get a heel over. Absolutely. And I like, I like when anything happens that affects the wrestler mm-hmm. throughout the match because it means that the moves they're doing, we talked about this during that time too, mm-hmm. the moves they're doing actually look like a give and take right. or you know, an actual bout rather than, oh, okay, I do my spot. Mm-hmm. Now you do your spot. Mm-hmm. Now I do two spots and I do one spot and you do two or three and then I'll do three or four. I don't, I want to see like, I don't care about the, like seeing Dolph Ziggler do a famouser. Mm-hmm. I don't need to see uh, Cesaro do his European uppercut just to see him do the uppercut or do the swing. I want to see a good match that tells a story that makes you feel like they actually fought to win. Mm-hmm. That's what I want. Fight to win. I can understand that. And, that, and that's great. And uh, that's what Cesaro did. He yep. fought and won and the crowd went crazy. Yep. Uh, backstage, we get Charlotte, Ric Flair, and Dr. Phil. Dr. Phil calls Charlotte out on being a heel and then woos in Ric Flair's face. I thought this promo was really fun. Signed Dr. Phil. Dr. Phil was like, he wasn't just there to, like, bullshit. Mm-mm. Like, he was just like, this guy is corrupting you. You used to be good and now you're bad. It's like, well, you just described your whole character. Like, what a great promo. Mm-hmm. He cut he cut a great promo. He did, he really did. Like he played his part very well. Yeah. He didn't get involved in like a bullshit way. He mm-hmm. was just like, Why are you doing this? Yeah. And then that, that was it. That was great. I, I liked it a lot. Signed great, Dr. Phil. Great use of Dr. Phil. He's which, a better which is a cool sentence. Better promo than Roman Reigns. <laughs> Don't worry, we got the same Roman Reigns promo last week. Yeah, uh Kevin Owens and Shane backstage. Kevin Owens gets in Shane's face and he says, uh he's pissed because he, he lost his match. And he says, you put Sami Zayn in that match, you think I'm not going to fuck that guy up? I'm going to go beat the shit out of him. And Shane McMahon goes, no, what? No. No, you're fucking not. Why'd you say that? Yeah. No, no, you're fucking not. Get out. Get out. And so he sends him to the locker room, and he is escorted from the building. Awesome. Mm-hmm. What'd you think of that? I loved that it was... An, it wasn't just like, oh, Shane's in charge, but he has no impact outside yep. of booking matches. I enjoyed that he was actually, you know, a face manager mm-hmm. who who runs it like hey we're, let's be objective and fair and people get what they deserve mm-hmm. i really enjoyed that i thought that was cool because i a hundred percent believed Sami Zayn was going to get screwed by kevin owens up until that point yep i i still thought he was going to yeah i still assumed kevin owens was going to come in and do something yeah like come in from behind the announce table or something yep. and, and, mm-hmm. and jump him. i i was surprised that, that didn't happen i actually we can talk about it when we actually get to the match here in a minute but mm-hmm. I, I actually really like the the whole match and and the finish and mm-hmm. i'll go into that uh new day comes out and cuts a promo and they said that there's a tag team title tournament uh whoever wins this tournament's gonna get a shot at the new day because they're WWE World Tag Team Champions. Mm-hmm. And uh, then we get our first match. Yep. The Lunch Dracula is against the Dudleys. Uh, Kalisto, for some reason, is beat up on the outside, and he's injured. It's not real. No. He's not really hurt. Yeah. He's... They just needed a reason for them to lose and for the U.S. Champion not to look bad. Yep. So it looks like he got hurt. It's that. That's what yep. they're doing. Like, I... I... I thought everyone was on the same page with that, and then I saw a bunch of people online. They're like, "Is Kalisto okay?" Yeah, man. Yeah, he's totally fine. I'm. I'm I with... guess, but I guess that's good because that's his job to mm-hmm. like trick everyone into thinking that that happened. But here, here's the problem uh-huh. that, that I that I just yes came up with. Go ahead. The, here's the problem that Brian just created this problem. Go ahead, Brian. The reason that people thought he was actually injured uh-huh. is that WWE doesn't ever 
write it so that a person is protected in a way that makes sense like that. Right. They always have some bullshit, like, 50-50 booking, like, whatever finish. Mm -hmm. I was telling you this earlier uh, yesterday. Uh, Raw is run like a sitcom. Nothing matters after the season's over or the episode's over, for that matter. Everything resets and it's all back to zero. Mm -hmm. In this episode of, of Monday Night Raw, things happened that had consequences. Yeah. Even if it was just for that episode... Like, it made sense because now, oh shit, they're out of it, but Kalisto doesn't look bad. This Raw ma- this raw felt like the Raw that we went to when it was in San Diego. Mm-hmm. Like, it was important. Um, so, it was cool. I liked it a lot. Um, the Dudleys beat up Sin Cara. They're yelling at the ref. Sin Cara's the legal guy. Forget about him, whatever. Sin Cara kind of rallies, and then they blow the 3D once, and then they hit the 3D, and then that's the end of the match. Oh, was your favorite part when uh, Devon goes for the pin and uh, wasn't the legal yep. man? Yeah. I liked everything about this match. It was all confused. <laughs> the match uh, itself was great. Uh, maybe that's why people thought that it was, that Kalisto was really injured. Because, like, the match got screwy. Yeah, and and that's fine. Uh, hey, sell, sell the injury. Yep. Whatever it takes. Yep. Uh... Enzo and Cass come down. The, the Dudleys cut a promo, and Enzo and Cass interrupt, and uh, they cut a great promo on the Dudleys. How you doing? And uh, I I liked when he called Devon Devon. That that had me like rolling. Yep. Any any time you mispronounce a word or get yep. somebody's name totally wrong, yep, you got me hooked. Yeah, hell yeah. Uh, so they great promo. If you have a chance to watch that, I really suggest it. Uh, the super over with the crowd. Uh, sound does not carry well in the Staples Center. I hope people aren't watching this going, that crowd sucked. That crowd was really good. Staples Center is big as fuck. Yeah. Staples Center is big as fuck. It's hosted. Staples Center is big as fuck. It's, it's where, gigantic. It's where the Lakers and the Clippers. <laughs> like, I, it's got to be big enough so that when the Clippers play the Lakers, both fans can be there. It's, it's, it's a giant arena. Yeah. It's hosted SummerSlam like, Three years running. Three years in a row up until last year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. There you go. So, crazy, man. It's a really big place. So, uh, the sound just doesn't carry well in there. I hope people understand. But whatever. Honestly, I don't know how Shreveport, Louisiana's fucking arena is, so why would people know? Um, Kevin Owens is shown being escorted out, then Roman Reigns comes down to cut a promo. He's booed so fucking hard, and he cuts his same promos last week. Not Not a good guy, not a bad guy. He's the guy. Somebody in the chat just a just a little bit ago said uh, if they want to turn Roman Reigns heel, have him cut that promo every week. Every week, that would be very very yep. good. League of Nations comes down and interrupts. Uh, Rusev says that he should be the face of WWE because he's better looking. Mm-hmm. And uh, Sheamus and Del Rio run down Roman Reigns, and then they beat down Roman Reigns, and then all of a sudden the Wyatt stuff hits, and the Wyatts come out and make the save. What makes no sense. Anyone but you, Roman, but also, after it's you, I'm gonna help. Because it's it's you. The, Whatever, man. Uh, just weird. So, the there's a face-off with Roman after all the League of Nations gets tossed out, and Shane comes down and interrupts, and he says, Hey, there's gonna be a tag match. League, two guys from League of Nations against Roman Reigns and Bray Wyatt tonight in the main event. Okay. Anyone but you, Roman. Neat. Uh, Puerto Rico promo. And Flowers. This takes me to my second scoop. Yeah. Well, oh, Brian, second scoop. Two scoops. Two scoops. Two scoops of ice cream. Two scoops of fun. Two scoops of raisins. Uh, the hibiscus is a state flower of Hawaii, not Puerto Rico. <laughs> I don't, like, they kept, like, focusing on it. Uh-huh. Maybe it's just specifically, because I know this, 
specifically the yellow hibiscus is yep. the state flower of Hawaii. Uh-huh. And that was a red hibiscus. And that, those were red hibiscus? Uh-huh. Or hibiscus? Uh-huh. Hibiscuses. Uh, <coughs> does not make any sense to me. I don't, I don't get it, but that's your scoop. Hibiscus, state flower of Hawaii. So, for all you international lovers out there... <coughs> Welcome to uh, Geofacts with Brian. Geofacts! That's the name of this episode. Geofacts with Brian. Somebody remind me. Geofacts with Brian. Cool, man. Bad week for scoops! I don't think you know what good and bad is. I think you got yourself mistaken. I've got a, I've, I've had one and an eighth of a BLL, and I'm feeling... Red uh, hibiscus is sweet. the official national flower of Puerto Rico. Oh for 2. <laughs> I'm, I'm just hitting home runs here. Michael Cole looked like he hated those promos. <laughs> Geofax Geo with Brian is cracking me up. Uh, so then we get uh, Dr. Phil coming down to the ring, and then it's Natty versus Charlotte. Hell Before yeah. Before the match starts, Byron Saxton wearing a microphone holds a microphone and says, Dr. Phil, what do you think about this? And Dr. Phil says, I hope that she takes my advice. What? And she does good, and she doesn't listen to Ric Flair, and, she, and she's a fighting champion. Yeah. And, and I went... That's great. That was a great face promo. Yeah. He's uh, he's really good. Yep. I was very impressed with Dr. Phil this whole yep. night. Uh, Natty is doing like arm bars and shit in this match. Natty looked awesome. They actually wrestled in this, this match. This match was great. I, I thought this really was a very, very, very good match. Um, Natty does her like little, I don't think it was like out of a snapmare, but um, she does her like little step over drop kick thing. Uh, where she like steps on the person, which always gets a big reaction. She's like the only person that doesn't move that looks like that, and it always gets a big mm-hmm. reaction. Um, Charlotte locks in the figure four headlock that gets reversed into an arm bar, mm-hmm. and and again going for that arm. I thought that was very cool. I liked it a lot. Uh, figure four gets reversed, and then Charlotte locks in a sharpshooter. Whoa! The crowd was like all over her for that. They like that a that, lot. That looked really good. I mean, I know she's tall and she's got yeah. long legs and whatever, but like her sharpshooter looked. Pretty, pretty tight for, yep. for somebody who doesn't normally use that move. Yep. Uh, Natty fires up. She hits a German suplex. A big overhead release German suplex. Looked great. I thought that was fantastic. They keep cutting to Dr. Phil, who's like watching this going like, oh, all right, I'm mm-hmm. Dr. Phil. Yeah. Uh, she hits her big discus clothesline, and then uh, there's a two count, and the cutoff comes with a Charlotte big boot. Charlotte hits an exploder suplex and then goes for a moonsault but misses. Natty locks in the sharpshooter. Ric Flair pulls the referee out of the ring. The referee with his back turned yells at Ric Flair. As that's happening, Charlotte's tapping. The ref tells him to ring the bell. Everyone's going nuts because Natty wins the championship. No, the ref called Natty's the winner, but by disqualification, still your champion, Charlotte. I have I have one positive and one negative here. Let mm-hmm. me start with my positive or my negative. Start with the positive. The positive. Natty came in and didn't really have a reason to be the number one contender. Now she has such a legitimate beef and should be number one contender, and Absolutely. her match makes sense. Absolutely. Like, she should be number one contender. She should have that match. She will have it at payback or whatever. Mm-hmm. All Because of this match, it all makes sense. Mm-hmm. It all makes sense. Yeah. Uh, I really, really like the ending of this match. It felt like she got screwed and not like... Just another, like, ugh, yeah. finish. It just felt like, no, fuck you! Yep. Which is exactly what you're supposed to feel there. Yep. Here's my negative. Charlotte's tapping out. As soon as they announce that Charlotte's still the champion, she's, like, 
on her feet. Yeah, all right, me. And she's like walking around and stuff. Yeah. Not selling a fucking thing. Yeah. What? So grab the title and like hold on to it. Try to celebrate. Natty comes after you and you just like scramble out of the ring. Yep. I agree. I don't know. That being said, it's really, really good to see Natalia getting a lot more time on the main roster, actually wrestling on Raw. Yep. And, I mean, they gave this match a good amount of time. Yep. Um, And I was really happy to see more women's wrestling, more Natalia, who's one of my favorite women's wrestlers, Mm -hmm. if not one of my favorite wrestlers, like, on the main roster right now. Right. Because she is just a, she is just a ring general. Yep. I mean, she can do technical, she can do power, she can do submission wrestling. It's it, it it's what I like. She's the full package, and yep. she deserves the the shot that she's getting right now. And I think it's going to put over because um, I don't think she's going to win, but it's going to no. put over uh, Charlotte really well, and it's going to re-legitimize Natalia in this new women's division. Right. So right. she'll she'll be a viable contender. She'll be like a. A Randy Orton, I think. Yeah, in, I, I think that's uh, I think that's a really good point. Um, get a Sami Zayn promo backstage. He says he's the underdog from the underground, which I can't. God, ugh, I hate when he says that. I I get that it's on a shirt, whatever. I don't like the sound of it. I think it sounds silly. Like when you say it, "Hey, I'm the underdog from the underground." It's a cute slogan on a shirt. Said out loud, it's like, oh, I don't know about this. Yeah, that's it. it. Yeah, he's the mole man. <laughs> There you go. That's what I wrote. Is the whole man he works from the underground. AJ <laughs> uh, Styles comes back and interrupts, and he says, Sami Zayn, I respect you, but uh, I'm number one contender, and I plan on keeping it that way. Beat your butt. Yep. So that that's that. The Usos versus the Social Outcast. Uh, I'm sorry, the, the Blue Sos. Because mm, there I am. Low. You did this. Fucking you did this. Fucking marks. You blue teased to fucks. It's like a year old now. Yeah. Damn. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not over it. It's a. It's a blue university. Fucking. I'm batting a thousand here. Yeah. Just hitting home runs left and right. Home runs. Every USO match uh, has a, a up and over spot that ends in a knee injury, and then that is where the heat comes from. The USOs by by every fault of their own are injured in their own matches, and that is the spot where they get the heat. For such an agile team, they're just fucking dumb, man. Yeah. They need to stay on the ground because they keep getting hurt God when they damn. get off of it. Like, I know it's like, that's like the story of like the match, but every fucking match has Unoso getting a fucking knee injury on an up and over. Everyone. Everyone. It's bullshit. Jesus. It's blue it. shit. <laughs> uh, he on Unoso for a really long time. Bow train, tag to Tuso, roll up, fuck you. I actually wrote fuck you twice in this match. Good. Every Usos match has a knee injury spot. Fuck you. Botrain, tag, Tatuso, roll up, fuck you. Usos toss the social outcasts out. And then, as they're celebrating, good brothers hit the ring. <sighs> so good. They hit Magic Killer on Unoso. They've already tossed Tuso out. So after they hit Magic Killer, they go outside and just throw Tuso around all over the fucking place. And did you see the little gun thing they put up? Mm-hmm. Did that, and it was like a backhanded high five with it. I thought that was fucking Fuck, cool. yeah, that was sick. Um, there was a tweet from a fan that said, I was at this show and the people around me were really excited that the Basham Brothers came back. 
<laughs> Not but, the Bashams. But we were so excited because Carl Anderson and Luke Doc Gallows have debuted in WWE. Those hoots are back. They're here. They're going to fucking run roughshod on everyone. I thought it was the Magic Crusher. No, it's the Magic Killer. I fucking love that they are here. Yep. I love that WWE is like actually acknowledging that there's talent outside of them. I love that they kept their names. And and that's what that was the next thing I was going to yep. say and kept what made them famous mm-hmm. as their name in, like in the WWE. They haven't done that since WCW. Yep. Uh, like you don't bring Booker T in and change his name to whatever, anything else. Like you mm-hmm. don't you don't bring uh, the only person they did that with is uh, is Big Show. Mm-hmm. Uh, what was his name in the... Big Show? In WCW? Giant. Just the Giant? Yeah. Okay, not Paul White or... Paul, any... Paul White was in WWF. Okay, yeah, when he came in at, originally, it was the Giant Paul White. Uh, no, I think it was just Paul White. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But, you know, you had uh, you had people keeping their names, like uh, like Dean Malenko and... and, uh, and... What's his name? Saturn? Chris, name? Chris Benoit, Perry Chris Benoit, Saturn, Perry Saturn, Eddie Guerrero, Chris Jericho. Yeah, you had you had stars from other places and they're coming in and going like, hey, look, they can be stars here. Mm-hmm. And granted, they bought WCW in this case, so yeah, we'll just bring them in. Mm-hmm. But like, man, that's that's cool to see it again with, you know, AJ Styles. Now we yep. have Luke Gallows, we have uh we have Carl Anderson, and like, man, it's just Shinsuke Nakamura. Yep. It's going to be really, really cool to just see how all this is going to flesh out. So excited to have Big LG. Go to ProWrestlingTees.com slash Big LG uh, from uh, the backyard to the big leagues. Support the man himself. Support him. And uh, hashtag Hot Asian Wife. Hell, hell if I could, I'd, I'd support uh, New Japan. My, one of my favorite. I don't like wrestling shirts. I'm like, uh-huh. I, the only... The only wrestling shirts I like are Cesaro's. Yeah. I would never wear them. Yeah. The only wrestling shirt I would wear is the New Japan Pro Wrestling oh, yeah. Yeah, logo. Yeah. I Like, that is one of the best logos ever. Or any of uh, Luke Doc Gallo's uh, shirts. So, yep. once again, ProWrestlingTees.com uh, forward slash Big LG. Yep. Backyard to the big leagues. Now he's in the big leagues. Hell yeah. Again. For like the third time. Uh, Miz and Maurice backstage. Um Maurice says, there are blue M&Ms here. Does the Miz look like a farmer? I thought, these segments are great because Maurice with the Miz is fantastic. (laughs) She's great. I love Miz's new gimmick of promos too. It's fucking perfect. Yeah, he doesn't talk. Miz is quiet until he comes in and then he just goes, I drive an Audi R8. And then he says it again. (laughs) Fucking fantastic well he drives an Audi R8 great that's neat that's neat <laughs> so he says that and then he says uh Jojo comes in and asks a question he says that she's he's mad at her for mentioning Zack Ryder and Cesar in the same breath as the Miz and he's gonna be their kryptonite take two their kryptonite take three their kryptonite Loved it. That is Loved the it. best gimmick for a promo. Hats off to Miz. That whoever came up with that take two, take three thing is awesome. It reiterates a point and it makes him look like a huge asshole. Mm-hmm. It's I, perfect for his character. I think, uh, honestly. Yeah, also, he, he also pronounced Audi wrong. 
He kept calling it like an Audi. Yeah, an Audi R8. An Audi R8. Yep. I think that was very funny. I, I totally forgot about that. I think he came up with that. I hope so, because man, that was... I'm so impressed. It was so good. That that sounds like something yep. he would come up with. So Cesaro comes in and interrupts, and then uh, he says he had to interrupt this miserable acting. Becky Lynch-style pun. And then he says that he's going to be the next Intercontinental Champion. I liked it. It's great. AJ Styles versus Sami Zayn. Everybody sings Sami Zayn's entrance song, which is fucking great. I thought that was really cool. Yeah. This is insane to see. AJ Styles versus Sami Zayn is fucking crazy to see in a WWE ring. Uh, it's... it. This should have been the main event. Mm-hmm. That uh, that's what I wrote was because I thought it was at this point because I was I was done with Raw after this point to be mm-hmm. <laughs> to be quite honest. I yep. wrote oh the main event I can't believe it's the main event. Nope. And then there was still about uh, forty minutes worth yep. of uh, watching. Man, <coughs> so excited yep. to see these guys. It's an even matchup. It starts really slow with the split crowd. Uh, AJ Styles hits his uh, his leapfrog. Uh, universal spot drop kick, mm-hmm. and right before he does the drop kick, he yells, "I got you, Sammy!" and then hits it. I thought that was yeah. awesome. Yeah, uh, Sammy Zayn dives to the outside. That looked great. There's a fireman's carry to a knee, uh, like neck breaker that should be a finish. It looks so good. Uh, double jump cross body by Sammy Zayn looked awesome. He does his lucha DDT as well. Uh, AJ Styles uh, comes back with a Pele kick and then gets caught with the blue thunder bomb. Which God, it looks so. I love the blue thunder bomb. Looks so awesome. He hit it so big. Yeah, he always does. It always yeah. looks so good. Um, AJ locks in the calf crusher. Sammy gets to the ropes, but it was like a nice long struggle to like, oh, like almost yep. there. And like the crowd was super behind him. Yep. Sunset flip powerbomb roll through to the Huluva kick that gets stopped. And then uh, AJ Styles hits the flying phenomenal forearm, which I hate the name of, yeah, uh, for good. the win. Sammy Zane landed on his head on that sunset flip powerbomb roll through. didn't even phase him, got right back up and was going after him. It's a pro, man. He's a fucking pro. This match was fantastic. Uh, Man, like, so cool. I I definitely, you know, give credit, of course, to AJ Styles and Sami Zayn. Uh Uh, I feel like not enough people are talking about how much credit they were given Mm -hmm. by the commentating team. Yep. Yeah, that, that, the, this match, the commentating team in this match particularly was very, very, very good. They this, like me as as the as the wrestling fan I am wants to be like, oh, this is a sign of them going like we're gonna develop these guys because why else would we take this time? Mm-hmm. I'm also an adult who understands how WWE is, so I'm I'm like really dialing this yeah. back. Yep. But they like at the end of the match, they couldn't have been more complimentary mm-hmm. and and putting these guys over they put both the guys over and, th- and this is what i was gonna say about this match mm-hmm. Sami Zayn is it's too soon for him to be in a title match to be in the title picture mm-hmm. he needs to get close like close to getting the title match two or three times and then work his way back up yeah he needs to be in like these constant feuds and then like the tail like the feud like ends and then he has a shot in like a four-way or a three-way or, you know, something where he gets close to having like that title shot, but it's just out of his grasp. It's just out of his grasp, just out of his grasp. And that needs to have like a little bit of like a cycle and give it time over like a year. Mm-hmm. And th- you, and then you have the guy that you're getting behind. He needs to be this far away, but this close. Yeah. For a while. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. It's way too soon to actually put him in the title picture. I really like, I, I thought he looked so good in this match. Both guys ended up looking great. Mm-hmm. Uh, fantastic. This, um, ma- this match was booked well for, for both these guys. Yep. yep. And uh, the, 
the chat was getting on me because it's called the Yushigoshi, the the fire and scary, the neckbreaker, because it's Hiroki Goto's move. Ah. but um, I forgot. Mauro Ronaldo actually calls it by name on SmackDown. Oh, nice. He calls it by uh, by Goto's name, which is very cool. Uh, Shane, AJ Styles, and Sami Zayn backstage. Uh, Shane says, "Thank you for putting on an excellent match. You guys are both." incredible like that was amazing it was like a big put over really for these was. guys and then aj styles and Sami Zayn shake hands thought it was great yeah uh highlight reel chris jericho comes out and cuts a promo and then ambrose comes out and interrupts dubs it the ambrose asylum and then hits dirty deeds so that's your next feud truth and gold dust have a little promo backstage and dr phil comes in and goes ah and then leaves because he can't figure it out you mean black dad and gold dad yeah are having a conversation until dr dad comes yep. in that's exactly what i meant that's sorry. That's, that's I all I wrote. I yep. wrote Black Dad, Gold Dad, and Doctor Dad. Yep. Apollo Cruz versus Adam Rose. Heat on Apollo Cruz. He does a deadlift suplex. Cruz rallies. There's a distraction and Enziguri and spin out power bomb. Puerto Rico guys promo again. Baron Corbin video and then a Wyatt video and it's very spooky. Uh, and then you have Reigns and Wyatt against Sheamus and Alberto Del Rio. Uh, some spots that I really liked here were the Irish Kurtz backbreaker did the double stomp. Mm-hmm. I thought that was great. Uh, hot tag to Reigns. Apron Enziguri by Alberto Del Rio looked fantastic, and the crowd really got up for it. Yeah, weird how uh, the crowd in L.A. chanted for Alberto Del Rio the whole time, huh? Yeah, I don't understand. Yeah. Hot tag to Bray Wyatt. He runs wild. The only difference between uh, heel Bray and uh, face Bray is that face Bray works faster. That's it. It's true. Yep. The crowd's super hot for Bray Wyatt. Rusev kicks Bray. Uh, he gets eaten with a backstabber, and there's a kick out. Wyatt's appear and jump Rusev on the outside. Sister Abigail to Alberto Del Rio. Sheamus goes to break up the pin, but uh, it was really cool. Bray Wyatt points at Sheamus, and then out of nowhere, Roman Reigns spears his fucking boots off. Yeah. And then that is the, uh, that's Raw. That's yeah. the end of Raw. It was cooking on all cylinders. Yeah, what'd you think? Uh, honestly, like I said, as a whole, it was, the parts of it that were really, really good uh, were incredible. It was nice to see actual character development and a weight to the story. The parts of it that weighed it down were the main event and yeah. uh and uh, the highlight reel honestly i thought the highlight reel thing i skipped through all of chris jericho talking until dean ambrose came yep out. i'll be i'll be totally honest i just cut it all out yep uh let's get to a couple emails here's an aaw epic 12th anniversary review from our buddy jb Rowe, uh who sent us a zine and you guys should go to jbrow.com that's jbroe.com uh two sweet good brothers also jb Rowe, fake name Bullshit name. K-fave. It's Kayfee's Kayfabe on us. Kayfabe. Del- hey. Blocked. <laughs> Deleted. He actually had an email read on Talking Shop. Oh, he did? Yeah, they said his name and then said, like, that's as far as they got in there from, like, as far as they got into, like, the email, and they went, bullshit name. Deleted. Deleted. Blocked. <laughs> AAW, a local indie promotion based in Illinois, recently had their 12th anniversary show, which a group of friends and I attended this past weekend in Chicago. I wanted to report... A brief review of the matches on the card is easily the best local show I've attended since moving to the city. Sorry if this gets too long. Show opener was a triple threat women's match between Jessica Havoc, Candice LeRae, Kimberly, hmm. and Heidi Lovelace. Wait, how's that a triple threat? They pulled some great spots throughout. There's four women. With Jessica Havoc dominating most of the match and eventually picking the win in the massive air raid crash on Candice LeRae for the three. The only criticism I have is that it was too short clocking in a little over six minutes. It ended up being one of the shortest matches of the night. Crowd chanted women's wrestling throughout the match, too. No one laughed at the irony of that. Cool. Good. Second match was Johnny Gargano against Andrew Everett. Very cool. That's like a PWG matchup. Oh, yeah. For the, uh, essentially a spot fest, but without the PWG crowd. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Uh, Everett hits his usual nutty spots with various moonsaults, shooting star presses. 
I suddenly can understand Jim Cornette's position on this type of wrestling. Yeah, you know what? I get that. I got that way recently. I watched Will Ospreay against uh, Mark Andrews in, on a TNA Explosion or whatever show, mm-hmm. and it was like I couldn't even finish the match. It was just like we're just doing moves to do moves. Mm. Uh, Gargano takes the win with a lawn dart into the turnbuckle, followed by the Gargano escape, causing Everett to submit. Get that Gargano escape. I like that. That's except, a good except when you say Gargano escape, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, there you go. Uh, next up, triple threat tag team match featuring Shane Hollister and Congo Kong versus Zero Gravity and an officer and a gentleman, which is Detective Dan Barry and Chuck Taylor. You should, yeah, this, these guys rule. An officer and a gentleman. Dan, we've seen Dan Barry. Was it, was he the one who... He was, he was one of the cops. Yep. Yep. One of the best. Yep. That was one of the best matches I think I've seen. I forget how, yep, I forget how deceptively agile Barry is as he hits some pretty fluid and snappy reversals and transitions into high spots on the ropes. Congo is a tall, fat, black guy with face paint being billed as from the deepest, darkest pits of Africa, parts of Africa, and everyone, and someone shouts, is that racist? If you have to ask, yes. Yes, it is. Congo splashes Barry for the win. Next match I was cautiously looking forward to, Timothy Thatcher and Silas Young. Hell yeah. Right? Hell yeah. Right? Holy shit. Initially, that Thatcher was set to take on Zack Sabre Jr., but the booker had to move the card around due to the last minute cancellations. I was pretty sad about that, but ended up enjoying this as one of my favorite matches of the night. I told him I was texting with JV about this, and I'm like, the card got switched around because uh, Sammy Callahan couldn't be there, mm. and he's like the champ. He, the way they switched everything around, it's a you got like a way better show. <laughs> you got like such a better show. Timothy Thatcher against Silas Young is like, oh, that's a match I didn't even know I wanted to yeah. see. Uh, and then there's another match later that. Um, I'll, I'll bring up. Was Thatcher the guy who came in with the... Yep. The, yeah. The villain? No, 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 no. That's Marty Scroll. Okay. It's the guy he wrestled. He wrestled. Okay. Yeah. That guy is fucking awesome. Yep. Uh, Silas Young cuts a promo before the match to get some heat because the crowd is really into him. See a bunch of middle-aged white dudes. <laughs> he reminds them that they're not men like him and that everyone in the crowd is ugly. The crowd chants, we are ugly. I hate wrestling fans. <laughs> Silas manages to hold his own against Thatcher, even while Thatcher looked like he was going to shoot murder him uh, at any moment. Silas sneaks in a win with a weird cru- crucifix pin as Thatcher was applying a submission hold. Thatcher still looks like he's going to murder someone. Thatcher's awesome. I love him. I, I think he's great. He's got such a good look. Yep. Uh, and this Chris Hero against Trevor Lee. This nice. match was insane. I'm sure. They beat the holy hell out of each other for 30 minutes. Lots of brawling and quick quick exchanges of elbows and kicks. I was going to say. The story quickly turns into Lee kicking out of everything Hero's throwing at him while still barely being conscious enough and uh, kicking out at one. Uh, one count complete with flare level selling. That's awesome. Hero finally ends it with uh, two back-to-back pile drivers. Followed by a gotch-style pile driver for the three. Crowd's nuts. Quick intermission. Ended up meeting a dude with a sick bull uh, Nakano back patch on his jacket. That's cool. Wow. Uh, he went to Japan and ate at a restaurant, which is apparently very tiny. He even attended this year's World Tag League in the Tokyo Jump Dome. This dude knows how to live life to the fullest. Yeah, fuck yeah. Back in intermission, we get a promo from Gregory Irons, who presents an open challenge, which is accepted by Kong. Wasn't really paying attention to this match as it was just filler. Sort of annoyed that this gets more time than the opening match. Kong wins with a splash. Next is a tag match with Davey Vega and Matt Fitcher. I don't know these guys. Defending against the Hooligans. Seen both these teams a few times in these uh, in other promotions and in other AAW shows. Hooligans are interesting because they're basically shorter, stouter versions of the Godwins, but who can fucking go. Wow. Vega and Fitcher... Pick up a surprise victory with uh, one of the hooligans attempted a hurricanrana, but it got countered into a spike pile driver for the three. Holy shit. 
Uh, Vega and Fitcher celebrate their newly won tag belts. Main event. Again, this was supposed to be... Uh, you're supposed to have Sammy Callahan in here at one point, whatever. Right. The main event, Zack Sabre Jr. against Tommaso Ciampa. Oh, yeah, you guys had a better show. <laughs> Another match that got mixed up due to last-minute cancellations was originally going to be Sammy Callahan defending against Ciampa. The crowd was already rallied behind Ciampa before the bell. They exchanged some grapples with Sabre showing off unparalleled mat work and using a combination of submission holds. Then the joint manipulation starts. This stuff looks so gross and Ciampa's selling it like he's being <laughs> operated on without anesthesia. Ciampa rallies and lands some impressive knee strikes. Some guy behind us starts chanting USA really aggressively. Why? And you can tell it was coming from a very sincere and heartfelt place. <laughs> Where, what city was this in? <laughs> Chicago! Come on, Chicago. <laughs> I think it's just one guy. Uh, it was kind of scary. Eventually, Ciampa begins to wear down Sabre with his strikes and lands a massive air raid to the, uh, from the top rope, but it's not enough to take Sabre out. Sabre cuts off Ciampa's momentum and begins working his arm before locking in a mean modified arm bar, and it looked like Ciampa would tap. Ciampa managed to break loose, then exchange counters until Ciampa nearly takes Sabre's head off with running knee strikes and wins with a three count at 29 minutes. Post-match, wow. post-match Ciampa talks about his experiences of progress, and how Saber is the best at what he does, and he bows to him before they embrace. Wow. All in all, a great show that I'm really glad uh, I witnessed live. Sorry that got way longer than I expected. Feel free to leave uh, out whatever you feel. Nope. Too late. Hey, JB Row. Thank you, JB. Good. Go to jbrow.com. That's jbroe.com. Uh, check his shit out. He's awesome. Got to hang out with him a lot in Chicago. Nicest dude. Nicest guy. Uh, text with him all the time about bullshit wrestling. So, um, very cool. There's also a SmackDown report. Should I get to it? Mm, uh, I think we're out of time. Yeah. God damn it. Yeah, we're, we're You guys, we now. have so many emails and we're already so over time. God damn. I'm so sorry. But guys, episode 102 of the Go Home Show. It's in the books. It's in the books. You guys want to get a hold of us? You can on Twitter at Go Home Show. Email is Go Home Show at Mega64.com. Facebook.com slash The Go Home Show. The Go Home Show.tumblr.com. You can always find us on YouTube, youtube.com slash Eric Bedour, where you can see a full video version of this podcast. You can also watch us live on twitch.tv slash Mega64 podcast every Tuesday at 7.45 p.m. Brian, we skipped SmackDown for this. We did. Just so these fine feathered folks could have a good time. Watching us, and uh, we can record a great podcast. Brian, do you have any things that we want to say to these folks before we take off? I'm going to take my BLLs and go home.